स्पाइस रेडियो रेडियो आपका शब का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर पाँच मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं अब से लेके तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गप शप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नजरों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में सवाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम खुशनुमा है पच्चीस डिग्री सेल्सियस हमारे दफ्तर के बाहर तापमान है इक्का दुक्का बादल भी हैं लेकिन इतने ज़्यादा नहीं कि आपको इतनी गर्मी से निजात मिले अलबत् अगर बादल आ जाता है सूरज के बिल्कुल सामने तो थोड़ी सी निजात आपको मिल सकती है आज के हमारे इस कार्यक्रम में हम आपकी मुलाकात अनिचा डालाकुटी से करवाएंगे जो कि आपसे बात करेंगी तो क्या उम्र होनी चाहिए किसी की जो कोई इंश्योरेंस खरीद सके सो so, you know you would be interested to find out so interested so interested <laughs> so maya will be asking uh, those questions from anita when when she uh, arrives jab unke darshan honge yahan pe studio mein and then also um, you know many of our community people are in business mm-hmm. and um, you know th- th- there is insurance for principal person of the business Why? Why should one have it? We'll talk about that as well. So, our entire community is a very important topic. But before we do any of that, we'd like to talk about what's happening in the world, and uh, and and a lot of stuff is going on. You just uh, gave news about a woman who was a nurse and had an inappropriate relationship with a, um, a patient. Yeah. And. Uh, has voluntarily you know given up her nursing license for 10 years yeah for at least 10 years i mean it goes against their code right it goes against what they what they're allowed and not allowed to do so it makes sense um but a lot of things actually have happened i did talk about the woman that caught that got um put on fire at the station in toronto yes that was very upsetting to hear and um and you know even just it know that she's around my age she was mm. early 20s and she was just at the station there was no there was no relationship between her and the guy who set her on fire he just poured a liquid on her and set her on fire she did survive but then she, when she went to the hospital she did pass away there mm. yeah so it's it's just such an unfortunate event and it's so sad to hear that uh, even around the whole world there are a lot of things happening a little bit less sad news we do know that at airports a lot of people are losing their luggage You know um just last week we were talking about that and um I think thousands of pieces of luggage are being seen all over the airports not just in Canada but around the world so what's going on around the world the thing is it's crazy how it's not just us and me and flight were talking about a little while ago and there's actually a twitter account that got put up for air canada and they would take pictures of the luggage and be like hey does anyone know whose luggage this is and then people would like tag them or like reply to their tweets and i thought it was super interesting because they're helping each other out mm. outside of the company you know mm. so something that other people especially experts have recommended is to get bluetooth almost like air tags oh i right? see yeah so what it does is you can locate the air tag wherever it is from your phone hmm 
So there's actually an expert who talked about how she actually prefers GPS-based trackers because okay. sometimes Bluetooth can be a little bit finicky. Right. But the purpose of it is so you can track it from your phone and you can know where it is. if they In the world? In the world, yes. Oh, wow, okay. If they take your luggage, right? Right. So I have a couple Bluetooth ones that I can recommend, right? Right. And so we have Apple's AirTag. Samsung Smart Tag and Tile. Hmm. So those are two that you can download the app if you have them, put them inside your luggage and you will know where they are. Isn't that interesting? It's crazy how much technology has advanced to be able to do that. Oh, right? and how technology can cripple you as well. And we saw that uh, a couple of days ago when Rogers lost its capability of uh, helping one third of Canada's population. Mm -hmm. One third. That was just amazing, wasn't it? You know, it was, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's you like you said before, there are a lot of businesses, yes. right? And that obviously affected them, oh. right? Like you went out for lunch that day and you weren't That's able right. to use the Interact no, because we were not. of Rogers, right? No. You had to use cash. We had to use cash. Uh, you could use Interact, but you, no, you couldn't use Interact. You could use your um, uh, Visa or MasterCard. Mm, yeah. yeah but not interact mm -hmm. or you had to use cash. Did they have to do the old school one where they got the paper and they were like wrote everything down for the credit card? <laughs> I don't know about that. Because when we used to work at the restaurant, if yes. anything happened to our machines, we yes. knew the protocol was they, right. they give you your credit card, you write down all the information in, yes. a, in a file, right? Well, we, we have a little, um, we have a little thing in which you put the credit card and you run the machine over mm -hmm. it and it takes the imprint of the credit card. Yeah and then you can get the person to sign it. Yeah. And we just get, got rid of it just recently. Oh man, I mean, what a time. <laughs> it's crazy because we put so much trust into technology, yes. right? And my mom was telling me the story actually. I don't know if I believe it, all right? My mom's just telling me a story, probably something she saw on WhatsApp, okay? Yes. <laughs> so I don't know if it's true, but it was about how there are robots, uh -huh. right? That got asked a question and they were like, well, how would you feel if you got turned off? Uh-huh. And they said that, how would you feel about dying? And the robot's answer is, how would you feel? About dying. About dying. So, so when you're talking to DJ Flight, ask him the difference between AI mm -hmm. and uh, a robot. Okay. And he will give you a differentiation between both of them. Okay. So if you had seen that movie in which Hal was the computer, uh -huh. yeah, you don't want to go there. Oh man, I don't know, it's scary. I'd, I just I even think, thinking I, about it is scary. I think we've got our guest with us. Ooh. Are you there with us, Ms. Delacote? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. Wonderful, wonderful. Are you still on the boat? Well, the boat arrived late, others I would be there. And so we haven't yet disembarked from the boat, but I am in Horseshoe Bay. You are in Horseshoe Bay. So you'd be speeding down. Don't speed down to the studio. Just take your time and come to us. Absolutely. absolutely. And in the meantime, we will keep talking to you. Yes, I am here and I'm listening to you. Okay, so did you hear the news about, uh, you know, all, all the news about... Were you affected by what happened to Rogers? Absolutely. I, I have a Rogers phone. Ah, so you could not talk to anyone. Hey, that means... That means she... Ah, the worst part is that if you you know we we have cell phones now and you know not every one of us has a, a you know those regular phone lines. That's right. I and mean, I do have one, but I don't even know the number. And I <laughs> it was a disaster. I mean, at least you got a day off out of it. Well, I didn't really get a day off. Uh, it was like people switched to WhatsApp very fast. Oh. Uh, 
Oh, that, that is. So um, someone was saying Rajas is going to be giving everybody $8 off. No, I believe I got a message. I don't know if it's a fake message or no, that said they're going to give me $53 off. Wow. But then so, that's for two phones, I think. Well, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, if, if, it is a, if it is really what Rogers is, is giving, I, I was just listening to the news and they said something like $8. I don't know what the well, amount is. Well, you know, that's ridiculous. $8 doesn't make sense. How, I, you know, I, I basically lost a business deal. Of course you did. And, and that was worth much more than eight dollars. <laughs> and I and I'm positive that they have insurance, but I wonder how much their insurance is. So that's something that we will be talking with you not about Rogers, but insurances as well. Absolutely, I can't and, wait. And and you know Maya has got some really interesting questions to ask you. Oh. I am looking forward to those. <laughs> All right. Let's take a short break and bring Anita Delacote in. Do we have another news item that you want to talk about? I think we're okay for now. Okay. So, Anita, please stay with us. And uh, we will we'll take a short break and then we'll be right back. And Maya, you are up to ask a question. Spice Radio or Radio Rim Jimson. It's a program for July. And Anita Delacote is with us. You are going to... Say something. Yeah, so I was actually going to talk about how you were talking about Rogers. So the CEO said on Monday that they'll be figuring figuring out what each customer is owed based on prorated basis, based on the duration of the outage. So they haven't told us what it's going to be yet, <laughs> how much money you're going to make, but depending on you personally, I guess maybe how many phones you have or how long it was for you that it was out, like that's how much you would get paid. I'm Honestly, I'm not too sure. There's not a lot of information here, but that's just, you know, that's it. Right, I, I just feel that that is so unfair. Mm-hmm. You know, it caused uh, disruption to my business, but I guess I'll have to go to my business uh, insurance for that. Yes, you probably will have to, but um, there is already a class action uh, lawsuit against uh, Rogers in Quebec. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I am serious, yes. Because of this outage? Because of the outage. Ah, so a um, lot of people might get together and do that. So Rogers will have to work very quickly, and the CRTC is also going to be looking into it. Yeah, well, you know, uh, telecommunications is such an important part of um, everyone's business, day-to-day life. You don't know how many emergencies would have taken place. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And uh, so, and, and these, these telephone companies make a lot of money. It doesn't cost that much. If you go to the U.S., just south of the border, what we pay in telecommunication fees and internet and everything is like double right. more than yes. what the Americans Yeah, we pay more than the Americans in, in everything under the sun. And I think that uh, that is because they have more providers than we do. We only have what, two? Two major providers? Yeah, but that's, that's the monopolistic yes. uh, approach that that, you know, that Canada enables these people to have. That is true. But then don't forget that the population of Canada is only 37 million, whereas the U.S. is over 340 million. So how does that make a difference? So you mean you're saying that too many uh, telecommunication companies wouldn't be able to survive if they were allowed to enter the market? Yeah, they they would not be able to survive 
considering that there are less people over here, so the pie would be then divided amongst many. Yeah, no, well, that is what that is what uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, the market economy is like the the weak ones will 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 weather and just fall off, and it, it's all about the consumer. The consumer should be given those choices. And then they will be then, then Anita. They will be cost cutting, right? Because the 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 provider will not be able to provide everything. So they'll be cost cutting in in lot of places. If you have three or four healthy providers, and they have competition going on, that would be better. But if you, if there are ten providers over here, I don't think you'd get whatever service that you're getting right now. Well, the problem is that there won't be ten, but they'll be more efficient and there'll be less. Profits that they right now. Have you? How long does it take you to speak to a human being when you call your, um, you know, when you call your uh, telecommunication company? No. It takes me a long time to get through to my telecommunication company. So, I agree so with whatever you're saying. That that's because of and what are the profit margins for these companies? No, I am sure they have huge profit margins, but for them to continue doing business, they have to pour back into their companies to be more, you know, efficient for their clients. So, you know, it's not just that because they have got so much money, they should there should be more competition. I think what they need to do is they need to have their service, uh, like you know, a whole day of twenty four hours of. No service for their clients. That was like, didn't they see that coming? You know, so they need to put some money into that kind of a um, emergency. Yeah, yeah, but there is no incentive for them to do anything like that because they are making their profit, and we don't have a choice. But now, with this incident taking place, they will be more cognizant of that, don't you think? Well, let's see what happens. I mean, you know, to be out for like. Uh, I was out for two days. Right. Right. And I got a I got a text message, and I like as usual because these days you don't know what text messages, uh, you know, are true and what are not. Like I, I didn't even bother looking at it. Right. But I think they're looking at, as she said, prorating for two, you know, two days for two phones, so that's four days. Hmm. Whatever the, you know, whatever the bill is, they take out that much. Hmm. Right now they have to do that. But if this lawsuit, uh, class action lawsuit, takes place, there will be. Um, there will be problems for Rogers. Well, of course there will be, and it also um, affects their, uh, you know, application to take over Shaw's business. So this and, and the commission, I don't think, is very favorable to that as well. But that's another um, ball game. So, so basically, what we are allowing, if they've got an application and the government is seriously considering it, is that we are even making less providers. Hmm. We already only have a few of them. If one gobbles up the other, then they should really open up the market for that other provider. I have. They can have, uh, you know, what what I believe is, is a fair market uh, um, assessment, and then pro pro providing that, right? Right. And and you are very right in that. I think the commission's feeling, and and this is what I have read. In online, the commission's feeling is that they do not want to do that and have just one major corporation controlling everything. Maya has something well, to say. Well, uh, then we will all be in the hands of that one major corporation. 
So I just I, wanted to add that you did say that you got a text message from Rogers, right? So I just I quickly searched up because like we said, we don't know about scams. Um, they did say that they will be putting that credit automatically into your account. So I don't think they will be sending you any text messages. And they did say that we're aware of scam text messages being sent claiming to offer credits in the wake of yesterday, the day's um, service interruptions. Mm. But we will apply the credit proactively to your account and no action is required. If you receive a suspicious SMS, please forward it to 7726, which is like spam. Oh, mm. so. oh that's interesting. Yeah. So that might be... Uh might be a, a spam message yeah. to you. That's why I didn't even bother looking. I mean, I didn't... It, it, it shows up and I just closed it off because these are these are definitely, um, you know, you, these days you're susceptible to everything. Mm -hmm. right? That is very true. With technology. Uh, and, and can you imagine your mother or my mother getting something like this and, uh, you know, obviously she'll think it's true. I mean, yes. they don't have the savvy. So... You know, the senior citizens in this country are going to be taken for a ride. That's why they should, they don't want to go digital. Yeah, that's actually happened to my grandpa. Um, he They told him to withdraw money out of the bank, right, which he did for some reason. And then he went to go meet up with someone or they didn't show up. Something like that happened where he was actually so far into giving his money away. Luckily, he didn't. But, you know, it's very sad how easy it, how easy that can happen. You know, especially because we are giving the older generations technology when they don't know how to use it properly and they're not learning the same things, let's say, I learned in school, where it's like, don't trust everything you see online, right? Especially on WhatsApp. My grandpa sends me some funny things and none of them seem to be true, but <laughs> a doctor who's a doctor, quote unquote, said that's true. It has to be true then. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. Kind of, Those are some of the things. Of yeah, you have or, to People who are not digitally savvy, mm -hmm. which is more than 50% of the population, especially in Canada, we have an aging population. We certainly do. I belong to that uh, that population. We were just talking about aging baby boomers. <laughs> and the next um, larger population is the millennials. Mm, yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And you are the Zen? Mm-hmm. Generation? Z, yeah. Z? Yeah. Okay, not Zen. Z. Yeah. And then Flight's X. Oh, he's right? X? Yeah. He's okay. X, I think, then I'm Z or the other way around. I don't know. We've done, <laughs> we've made our TikToks about who's Z and who's X, but honestly, it's just, it's confusing. I can't remember. Okay, Anita, here's the question before we go into uh, another, you know, spat of talking about Rogers or somebody else. Uh, Maya had a question for you and it's up your alley. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about insurance? Like, what do you do and how could you help me with that? How how young? That's what you want so to I, ask. You know, I was just talking to Shmai, uh, yesterday, uh, a youth about 25 years old, a young lady asked me, when does one buy insurance, right? When, when should one buy insurance? She's, she's an accomplice. She's got a good job. Uh, she's making good money. And so there are two aspects to when does one buy life insurance or critical illness or long-term care. Well, there is no long-term care anymore, so critical illness. Well, there is. Okay, we're losing you a little bit. So you, you were just talking about long-term and then we lost you. Okay, she'll come back. Mm -hmm. She's on her way. So, young person. Long-term insurance. Okay. Where to buy long-term so, uh, insurance. Okay. Uh, then it, it 
who has no cash value, but you can buy for like 20 bucks, you can buy a million dollars, or 25 bucks, you can buy a million dollars of insurance, right? Mm-hmm. What it does for you when you buy term insurance is it protects your insurability when you buy it this early. Which means, what is protecting insurability? Yeah, what does what that mean? Us, you know, basically, it, what it means is that you can get insurance if you're healthy. Mm-hmm. The moment something goes wrong with you, you cannot get insurance. Oh, okay. So a lot of young people who are just starting um, in new jobs and they don't have families or kids or a house, uh, you know, mortgage to pay for, they question the validity of buying an insurance policy. So yeah. one of the things, if you don't have the money, go get a $1 million term insurance where you're paying 25 bucks or something like that. Yeah. That is just risk management. And what it, now, this risk is just making... A, making sure that, say, tomorrow you get diagnosed with diabetes. You will not be insurable. Even though now you've got a great job and you have lots of money, but if you had bought the term insurance when you were young and you were paying a small amount of money, you can convert that to a permanent insurance, which will basically not require your medical uh, detail. Even if you're uninsurable, you have a contractual right to be insured. So you you were also talking about long term something about long term earlier, but it did cut off a little bit. Can you explain a little bit of what you were talking about before? Oh yeah, so long term care insurance used to be an insurance that used to be offered here, but up, you know, Sun Life had a monopoly over it. What it did was that particular policy, and a lot of us have it, but you can't like a person like you can't acquire it now because they've stopped selling it in Canada because. People are living longer. This policy would take care of you and give you a weekly income in the event you were unable to do the basic necessities of life, right? Like eat on your, any two of them. If two of them happened, you would get an income. Oh, okay. Tax-free income. This was the best policy ever. But because of longer, they, you know, when I got it uh, about 20 years ago, no, 18 years ago, and uh, it was a great policy. Over the past 18 years, they keep taking away benefits because they have now a lot of experience to see how people are using it, and there were a lot of claims. So the insurance company only does, you know, it, it's viable for a comp- insurance company to offer policies like this if they're going to make money, right? Yeah. And they are, yeah. They are in the business of making money. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so long-term care insurance didn't is no longer available. At least I don't know any provider who will provide it in what it, in, in the form it used to be. There are policies that will give you some money for getting into a, a facility or something like that, but not as it used to be, where you would have uh, you know an income for life if you were in that situation for life. And another thing you talked about was how you need to be healthy to have this insurance, right? And if you get diagnosed, let's say diabetes tomorrow, then you can't apply for this insurance, right? Yeah, so, for, yeah. For all insurance policies, you need it's based on age and health. Yeah. So the sooner you buy an insurance policy, the cheaper it is because it's a measurement of risk. Mm-hmm. What are the chances of a twenty-year-old dying? Yeah. Now, they have the statistics to show how many 20-year-olds are going to die in Canada and how many 80-year-olds are going to die in Canada today, right? Yeah. So the cost of insurance is always based on that. Like, I got insurance for my kids when they were teenagers, mm-hmm. but I got permanent insurance. Permanent insurance is like buying a house. 
to actually build up equity in that insurance policy. And does mental health follow underneath uh, being completely healthy? Like what if I got diagnosed with, let's say, depression, anxiety or ADHD or autism? Does that raise the price of my insurance? Well, that's a very, uh, yeah, that's a very good question. So there are illnesses that they will still give you, uh, uh, autism, they will still give you insurance, but it, they will increase the price. Mm-hmm. When you apply for a policy, right, you are giving them a complete uh, right to secure all your medical information, right? Yeah. So they, there are certain things that are not life-threatening, but you, you're worse off than someone who doesn't have that illness, right? Mm-hmm. So you, the cost is going to be higher. In some cases, they just will not issue you an insurance policy because it, it's not beneficial or, you know, they're not going to be able to collect it. So they have, they have very strict underwriting guidelines as to who they will accept. And those guidelines are, you know, already published and documented. So it's not like, oh, they don't like the Anita, so they're not going to give her insurance policy, right? So if you have something, uh, you know, one of the things that these days, is very important to understand. A lot of people have depression. A lot of people suffer from depression. And in the good old days, I'm talking about, you know, 15, 15 years ago, if you were suffering from depression, uh, the chances of you getting a standard policy was impossible. Mm-hmm. Even now, it's still there because people suffering from depression, it depends, again, what kind of depression uh, could commit suicide. Yeah. And insurance policies in Canada basically uh, have a uh, have a clause in those that even suicide is covered as long as it is not within two years of applying for the policy. So they've done a lot of research on this, and suicide is not something that can be contemplated for such a long period of time. I was under the impression that if somebody committed suicide, no matter when, when they bought the policy, um, that it was that they they could not the beneficiary could not collect money on that so that's not true okay they usually have a two all the companies that i know of course most of them yes. uh, they have a two-year waiting period okay so uh, after that even if you commit suicide you are covered and your beneficiary will get the money okay so like Can... i was saying they've done a lot of research on this and the research shows that nobody can contemplate um for two years. That's why they've put the two-year stipulation. So, Anita, I was thinking, uh, shall we take a short commercial break? Absolutely. And give you a little breather and then come back? You're still with us? Yes. All right. Anita Dalakuti is still going to be with us. If you have any questions, give us a call at 604-280-1200-604-299-8863. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. Spice Radio और Radio Rimjim सुन रहे हैं आप गप शप का प्रोग्राम है अनीता डालकुटी आज हमारे साथ हैं एंड वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट इंश्योरेंस माया ने आपसे आप सवाल पूछा व्हाट इज द द मोस्ट यंगेस्ट एज टू बाय इंश्योरेंस एंड यू आल्सो हैड समबडी कॉलिंग यू एंड आस्किंग यू अबाउट दैट और सो इज देयर अ एज लिमिट हाउ यंग कैन यू बी टू बाय इंश्योरेंस हाउ ओल्ड कैन यू बी टू बाय इंश्योरेंस So you see what, what the thing is, people who know about insurance and understand it in full and have some assets, they buy insurance for their kids as soon as they're born. Mm. But this kind of insurance is not uh, like a life and death insurance. This is to build up equity and 
planning tool, right? I see. So if you come from a wealthy family, or even if you, you know, everyone aspires that their kids are going to do really well in life, right? So yes. in Canada, remember, all of us have to file a terminal tax return, and that is when the government taxes us on everything we own on the day we pass away. Mm. And for that, the best way to prepare for that, again, this is all planning, is to have a good, healthy life insurance, because if, uh, a proper permanent life insurance, because that basically grows. You buy it when you're very young. You hardly pay anything for it, and it grows. So the best kind of policy that I would recommend for young children is a participating life policy, where the insurance company allows you to participate in the profit of its company for that particular kind of insurance, right? You're right. So we all know that insurance companies make a lot of money, like banks. Right? Mm, yes. So when you buy a participating life policy, they issue you dividends. They issue dividends, yes. Yes. So then those dividends are coming and building each year, and they they actually help grow that policy substantially. So you buy a policy for a, a participating life policy for a twenty-year-old, uh, sorry, a, a two-month-old child. By the time they are twenty years old, there's a lot of money inside that policy, depending on how big the policy is, right? You can even withdraw money. It's not ideal to withdraw, but the possibility of withdrawing money for education purposes is also there. So this is not what it's meant for. But definitely when that child is 80 years old, closer towards the end of life, that will, that policy's benefit will serve as a huge tax-saving tool. Hmm. And, and mainly because in Canada, we know that there are only a couple of, a few things that are tax one is your TFSA. Mm-hmm. Don't pay taxes on it. Yeah. Second is your primary residence. Right. And third is all insurance policies. No matter what insurance policy you have, the yes. beneficiary does not pay taxes on it. No. And so the value of that policy, so say the death benefit of a policy is 100000 Yes. And you're going to utilize this 100000 in your terminal tax returns. That means after you pass away, that money is going to be equivalent to almost 150000 So you will have, in order to get $100,000, you will have to liquidate assets worth $150,000. I see what you mean. So do you understand where that comes from? So yes. You're literally saving 50%. Right. And these tools right now are pretty sophisticated. If you calculate the rates of returns on what, you know, because the dividends are not guaranteed, but there are there's historical, you know, proof of over 100 years of companies, even 150 years, that they have given dividends every year. When, when we're talking about dividends, I just want to clarify that, Anita, for a minute. These dividends are... Uh, when, when you have some stocks, you get dividends for that as well. Is it something like that? And are the dividends taxable? So, okay, no. As long as it stays in the policy, uh-huh. under the life insurance umbrella, yes. it is not taxable. Okay. The moment you try and take money out, remember I said a little earlier, you could take money out if the child needs for some education emergencies or anything? Yes. Then it becomes taxable. But if it stays within the policy, right, and it is utilized on death, it is not taxable. Okay, okay, that and makes what sense. Are these this is not for every life insurance policy. This is only for participating life policies. Okay, that's a particular kind of policy that I would recommend for all young people because young people have 
no liabilities. They right. have no, they don't have to support a family, right? That's right. A child doesn't have to. And a parent is not buying insurance to benefit from, you know, something happening to the child. No. They're buying to improve the future of the child, their, their financial future. That's right. So um, insurance is, is a very interesting tool in Canada. You know, in India, it's very different. In India, you buy an insurance policy, and it kind of matures in, say, 20 years. And not only do you get your own money back, you get, you know, uh, much more. So people buy insurance policies in India, you know, because they know that they're going to get more than what they put in back. So they buy it as a, as a, um, a, a financial tool for themselves, uh, well, as a savings account, really. Yeah, that's what they do. And also, you know, if anything does happen, then they have a policy that will pay out a lot of money. That's right. Right? Right. But they look at it that way. But here in Canada, it has a completely different meaning. It, it, it serves a very different purpose. Term life insurance does. Term life insurance is pure risk management. Right. So people need to, you know, anyone who starts working, you get an insurance policy, you get a small one, right? It's a good thing. I mean, people say, oh, it's a whole bunch of stock and, you know, I'm not going to, why should I spend money with insurance and all that? It depends where you're looking and how far you're looking. You know, I've already said many times, you should have, as soon as you start working, you should have different buckets. You should have a TFSA bucket, a savings account bucket, a RRSP bucket, mm-hmm. life insurance bucket. Mm-hmm. And you need to put in little, little money because in today's world, we are living much longer. And there will be a time when you cannot work or do not wish to work anymore. I just wanted to clarify one more thing, and that is, say, for example, a young person, age 20, 25, gets an insurance policy, whatever um, whatever amount they can afford uh, at that age, and when they grow older, can they increase the amount of the policy, or does it remain the same? So this is, uh, with, with an insurance product, you can't increase unless you buy, you know, there's a rider called uh, guaranteed insurability where you can buy. But remember, there are two things. Insurance policies are basically, uh, you know, the cost of it is based on age and on your health. Right. So you cannot increase. What if what if uh, health is no longer good? You won't right. be eligible unless you bought the rider called guaranteed insurability. Oh, I see. So there's another so, one like that. Yeah, otherwise you have to, you can add more if you don't buy that rider. And that rider is not cheap, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't buy that rider, then you just have to apply again mm-hmm. and go through the full medical process all over again. The medical underwriting has to be done. I see. That makes sense. Um, and but, you have, we'll take a short commercial break and come back to you again. Okay, perfect. So keep your thoughts Um vibrating in your mind, okay? Absolutely. Anita Dalakoti is with us. If you have a question regarding your own insurance policy or you have a question, give us a call. She'll be able to hear you and answer. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back within two minutes. Vice Radio, Radio Rimjim Sundram. Gapshapka program hai. Anita ji, humare saath hai. Thank you. You're such a brave woman uh, participating in the program while you are not in the studio. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> so, not, bravery has nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, bravery has nothing to do with it. Okay. 
I need a, there Absolutely was, not. They, <laughs> a person just... Yeah, it, 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 it's circumstances. Okay. Circum- My luck is not that good these days, it seems. <laughs> okay, a question came up. A caller just called uh, and said that they would like to ask this question and you can answer it if you if you can. Now, sure. the she said that she's got an insurance policy that she and her husband both had together. A yes. husband and wife insurance policy and her husband has passed away. What happens in a case like that? So the policy that was taken out, you either take, it, it, the policies are taken out on the life of somebody or jointly. Right? right. If this was a joint insurance policy on both their lives, then at the time of taking out the policy, it would be joint first to die or joint last to die. Oh, I see. Yeah, so if it was a joint first to die, when her husband passed away and she reported it to the insurance company, there would be a payout. I see. But if it was a joint last to die, then it will wait for her passing away and then it will go to the beneficiary. So that's more for planning. So, So, in this situation, when husband and wife buy policies together, joint policies, there are two reasons for it. The joint first to die, and this is based on, hopefully she got the good, the right advice. Hmm. The joint first to die would be to take care of her. Right. If something happened to him. Right. And the joint last to die would be to take care of the estate so that the kids or whoever the beneficiaries are. Yes. Uh, don't have to cough up too much money. I mean, they don't have to cough up money for the taxes, but the estate uh, taxes are paid more efficiently. Right. So... You know, I, I uh, unless she knows which one it was. Uh, yeah, she just said to ask you that question. She probably is listening to it, and she might call back right, again. Right, right. Yeah. And she can always contact me. And, but, you know, if she has put in a claim and uh, the company has not paid her anything, then it's probably because it is a joint last to die. Oh, okay. So I think you should... not a joint first to die. So why don't you give your telephone number out right now so that if she is listening to the program, she would, uh, you know, look at it. My number is 778-998-998-8324. So, caller, if you've got this number and if you haven't been able to write it down, we've got Anita's number in the studio and we can always give it to you. Um, Go through your policy and you can always give Anita a call and she'd be more than happy to help you. Right, Anita? Right. Yeah. So, husband and wives, when they take policies like that, I mean, when she told me, I had never heard of two people getting a policy like that. Oh, actually, you know, it, it, it's actually quite common because um, if one person is uninsurable, hmm. what they do is they take, it depends what their need is, right? Mm-hmm-hmm. They take out a policy because the, they, the insurance company calculates the age of the second person who is insurable and healthy. Mm-hmm. And they take out a median age and tell you, okay, this is what your premiums are going to be. Right. And is and so there's a big difference between uh, the premiums of a joint first to die. I see. Because insurance for, uh, company will have to cough up the money much earlier right. than joint last to die. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Because in a joint last to die, even if there is an untimely death of one of the partners, uh, it is highly unlikely, uh, I mean, there are situations when that happens, but it's highly unlikely that both pass away together. Right? Yeah. So the second person is 
you know, in Canada right now is going to live at least 88 years old. Just <laughs> say that. So they've got a long time. So for, uh, have you sold policies like that in your own uh, lifetime? Yes, I have on a few occasions. For In fact, I have. And this was mostly a joint last to die because these were for estate planning uh, tools. So I, I have a few clients who have, who have done really well in life, but they're not insurable. And, mm. you know, their lawyers have told them, go get insurance because it is cheaper to get insurance and pay the huge premiums, like, you know, $5,000 a month, than to actually, when we calculate your taxes, what your, your estate will have to pay. Right. So life insurance for estate planning purposes is a very mathematical calculation. Okay. So when people say, oh, it's all bogus, you can do this, you can do that, uh, you know, I make more money, you know, buying and selling houses or building houses and all that, the more money you make, the bigger the tax burden will be mm -hmm. when you pass away, right? True, so that is true. For pennies on the dollar, insurance is a way cheaper way to go. Even at the age of 65, depending on what your wealth is going to be or is at that point. But that's why they, you know, agents will encourage you to basically take an insurance policy uh, as young as possible. They encourage parents to buy insurance policies for their kids, mainly because of this. Because when you do the calculation, the mathemat mathematical calculation of how much money have I put into this policy mm. and what will I get mm -hmm. at the end of it, you will always be ahead on a life policy. Anita, there was another question that I wanted to ask you, but I don't think we've got enough time for that. But I will, I will ask you anyway. It's... In our community, a lot of people have businesses and uh, a business owner um, and there are policies for that as well, I guess. When you have corporations, um, how would you then yes, have, have your... Uh, oh, oh, Ms. Delapati is here. How are you doing? There you are. <laughs> yes. Keep going. Uh, so, so, say for example, uh, you know, in corporations, um, there is a policy for the person who is the head of the, the company. Yeah, right? like a so, key person. Mm. You know, in, in our community, like look at myself. Mm. If I'm not there, yes, there is no uh, business. Right. I run two businesses. Without me, one of the businesses will definitely collapse. That's right. But the other one, yes, you can continue mm -hmm. by hiring people or whatever. But even if you hire people, mm. it requires time, right? Yes. And the company would need money mm -hmm. because what the company pays me to replace me takes money. Right. That's right. Okay. So what happens is that's called key person insurance. It doesn't have to be the owner, but it's the person who's actually running the business mm -hmm. because they are very valuable. Mm. If you're not active in the business, you just own the business. That's right. But the person who's running it, if something happens to them, they're gone. So you buy key insurance for either owners or key people in the company who are running your business. And if something happens to them, then the company receives a chunk of money, right, which it can utilize to try and replace that person. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. So the basic, the, the basic uh, use of that policy is to look after the business, you know, it's to look after the business. Right. And also, there's another part of this, if, if you have all your earnings coming into a company, mm. right, and you take a life insurance, it makes sense to have the company 
uh, be the owner of the policy only because when you pay the premiums from the company, mm. your tax rate is 11%. Okay. But if you'd have to pay it personally and say you are in the $120,000 range, that's what it takes. Right. You're going to be in the higher tax bracket. Right. So after tax dollars is used to pay for insurance, even in the company, you can't expense it. No. And, and, and so a so person if, dies, but the company doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. So that also helps. And that money that comes into the company as a death benefit can be passed on to the shareholder tax-free. Okay. Tax-free. And it also creates a, it's complicated, but it creates also a, um, a it creates this little bucket. Like it, mm. like you remember, uh, you know that we do, when we sell houses, mm -hmm. we have capital gains. Yes. Uh, there's a portion that is not taxed. Okay. Right. Yeah. So say you bought a house for 100,000, right. you sold it for 200,000. Yes. You made 100,000. That's right. 50% of that is not taxable. Okay, just 50% is taxed. So that goes into a CDS account, oh, right? Okay. And this is what happens with companies too. You don't have to pay out that money right now, mm. but in the future, mm. you can take a distribution with that money. So is this a loophole in which you can sort of, you know, it's not a loophole. No. It's very justified. See, I make all my money through mm. my company. Right. The company, I'm the key person. Right. So it ensures me. Mm -hmm. If my family, if, if I want to give something directly to my family. Yes. Right. I could get my own policy, but in my will say I'm leaving my company to my family. Right. Then that money will anyway go through the through the company to the family. To the family. Okay. Tax free. There's a little okay. bit. It depends when I die, how I die. Right. But generally, the cost savings are also after tax dollars. Okay. Company pays taxes at 11% if it's a small company. If it's a right. big company more, making more than $500,000, then you're paying taxes at the highest bracket. Right. It doesn't make sense then, right? No, no. But a lot of us are in the small... Um, yeah, majority of the community that owns businesses. And, you know, we were just counting that the other day that we are 350,000 strong here. Oh, wow. And and we've got 150 businesses. So you can imagine. That, that, that is owned by our community. So we are mostly self-employed. Yes. Nutan has a question. Absolutely. It depends also. There are so many things, you know, it, it, who it is for. Just say there are people who are making a lot of money and they they, they have enough. They, they don't have enough room in RRSP to save the taxes. Hmm. So there's something called a flow-through fund. Flow-through fund. Okay. Flow-through fund. Uh, th this is a fund where you actually, you have to qualify for it. You have to make a certain amount of money to mm -hmm. be eligible. Okay. And, you and have to earn a certain amount of exactly. money. Exactly. So see. you have to qualify for it. Okay. But also, it's a huge tool for people who are making, like there are some people who are making very high salaries, $500,000, but in salary. So their tax burden is like $250,000. Up maximum RSP mein 26, 27, 28 thousand dollars. Okay. So TFSA me Otherwise, 3.5 Oh, are you talking about the interest? Interest may, you know, uh, you will always have to pay taxes. In fact, whether you take the money out or no, you will have to pay taxes. TFSA is a kind of vehicle mm -hmm. where you won't pay taxes. Mm -hmm. Because so, you are investing money in there which is already paid taxes on. Yes, exactly. In the yeah. TFSA, that's what they've allowed us. So now right. you know they've got a TFSA for first-time home buyers right. too. So that's right. 
So, so that's a, another way to save. But otherwise, you have a hundred thousand. That's what you should Need do. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Put it in the TFSA if you have room. Or TFSA ka aisa hai ki you can also put it in your husband's TFSA. Okay. In your children's TFSA. Unka agar bara nahi hai. Okay. hisab aap khud kar lo. But the government allows you to do that. Thank you, Anita. You're welcome. Thank you, Sushma Ji. Thank you, Ji. So, uh, Anita, thank you so much. Ah, it's a pleasure. It's nice so, and cool out here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, our, our chat started uh, from Gibson. Yes. And ended here. <laughs> ended here. <laughs> see, it took me less than an hour to come. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see you again maybe in the month of uh, August. Yes. Because you are going to be going to a very hot place. Yeah, I never looked it up, but yes, I'm going to a place that is hot. Hopefully they have air conditioners there. I'm positive they do. Okay, good. With that, we come to the end of our show. We'll be here tomorrow. Uh, Dr. Arun Garg Stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with uh, DJ Flight right here on Spice Radio and your requests with Nutan on Radio Ramchem.